0: Primary this is the way.
1: What is up all of you, Ugnats and Jawas out there and welcome back to a new episode of Mando Talk on our new bi-weekly schedule as we're gearing up for the Mandalorian Season 3. But we are soon going to be doing a weekly schedule for each chapter that comes out during that season to do all of our spoiler discussions and all of those great things. So I say all of that right up at the front to make sure you know to hit that subscribe button on whatever podcast platform you are listening on, whether that be YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, you name it. Wanted to get that plug out there. We are definitely gearing up for Mando 3. And on this episode, we are doing a trailer breakdown. And it's not just going to be me. You notice, I said we. DJ Foster, the co-host, is back in the co-pilot seat. DJ, what's up? How's it going?
0: I am so happy to be here. It has been far too long, my friend, and all of our friends and listeners online and throughout the world and whatever i don't know where you are hello yeah, galaxy you, you Ugnats and jawas <laughs> you know it's just it's good to be you know i i get to talk star wars with their family and handful of friends but you know it's just this is different mando talk hits different i'm yeah I'm, I'm proud of the work i've been a part of with mando talk and proud to be back and just excited to talk about you know, some some episode rewatches, some uh, brief news. I mean, it feels like it's full swing. Honestly, it's yeah, kind of I mean, it feels like it's back in the day already.
1: We're home, you know. Mando yeah. talk is home. <laughs> it's it's Mandalorian galore right yes. now, and, oh, and man, we've got it's nuts. It's nuts. we've got the Bad Batch coming out right now. Which, by the way, I'm just, I still haven't watched episode four, and we're we're a day after its release, so I'm definitely struggling on that. Uh, but uh, episodes one through three were fantastic of the Bad Batch. We got that going for us. Yeah, but Bad yeah batch is good. Admittedly, I'm already looking ahead. I got, I can't lie. I'm already looking ahead to well, the Well, it's no,
0: everybody. I think's looking ahead. I mean, even Star Wars today, updating their cover photos, releasing, right. releasing the season three directors, which we'll talk about in a minute. Yeah. I mean, so they're they're already like we we gave you this, <laughs> and we know you like this, but we all know what you really want. Right. So it's like the appetizer,
1: you know, it's like the it's like the 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 mozzarella sticks before the. Before the burger or something. I don't know. Yes, (laughs) yeah. Mozzarella sticks, pretty good. I speak
0: bar food (laughs) language. Yeah, I love me some mozzarella sticks.
1: There you go. All right, well, we're going to serve up some mozzarella sticks on this podcast episode before we get to the (laughs) burger. That is the trailer. I'm already losing it. Before we get to the trailer breakdown.
0: Oh, man. Whatever your appetizer. That was too good. (laughs) When it comes to segues, we've always been on point, I feel like. That's a good thing. But I will, yeah, this is definitely your appetizer uh, before the entree. (laughs) Entree. I'm not French. But um, I don't understand French language anyway. So (laughs) I don't even know why I'm trying. But you're so tickled over there. It's great. (laughs) Oh, man yeah but it is
1: with the director's we, list dj <laughs> all
0: right let's just move right into this. this is our only news piece the only thing we're going to talk about that is news and this is breaking for well as of right this moment as of this recording about an hour ago mm-hmm. um about an hour ago around yeah it's actually approaching <laughs> two hours actually but we star wars uh, released the mandalorian season three directors list uh who we can expect and i like this because there's been so much speculation over the last two seasons and even book of Boba Fett as to who was directing what. And I think that this is great because I think Obi-Wan set a precedence to say, okay, who's directing all the episodes. Well, um, you get one director for Obi-Wan and she's doing all of them, Deborah Chow. And Mm -hmm. um, this time we've got exactly, you know, who's doing what. So let's get into it. We got first off Lee Isaac Chung, and we had to do a quick google search on him because i didn't recognize the name and from what i can tell by just like again a brief google search he's most notable for being a part of the upcoming twister sequel called twisters so which i've already heard a lot of jokes on the internet about that anyway Mm. um just okay there's two of them but that doesn't mean anything he may blow us away he may be the best episode of the whole season we don't know so got him coming down down the line rick famiua is back
1: pumped for about that
0: one the third time third season or did he just do season one
1: i believe he also directed one and two can't remember though yeah, i can't, can't remember.
0: remember either but he's back and i mean we i love Rick. He, his his takes on star on not just star wars but on mandalorian are just incredible very mm-hmm. much enjoyed him bryce dallas howard my favorite director of all of the mandalorian um and i think maybe she did a book of boba i can't remember um she's yaddle I mean, come on. You know, she's, she's Jedi now. And which that means canonically her voice is in Phantom Menace, regardless of what anybody says. I love that. (laughs) But she's back. We're going to be discussing her season two episode here in just a moment. We are. We got, we got that going on. Then we have Rachel Morrison, or maybe it's Rochelle. I don't know. Somebody correct us what it is, but Rochelle Morrison had to do a quick Google search on her. Now, her background is primarily cinematography. And I think that's really cool. But some of the notable movies that she's done Fruitville station, which was a Michael B Jordan film that came out a few years before the first Creed movie, which uh, I haven't seen it. I remember working at the movie theater when it came out uh, at the time. I was, I didn't really know who Michael B Jordan was. And I think I need to probably go back and rewatch this movie. Cause I have heard good things about it. Um, she's also cinematographer on 2018's black Panther. The first one, I think that's the first one. Yeah. First one. Um, and then also, this is, I think, how she got the job with Mandalorian. She was a cinematographer on the movie Dope, which is a Rick UA movie. So yeah. this is – now, let me just say this. Her style works with Star Wars, I think. If you've even just seen Black Panther, it works. So th- there's that notably. But she got the job through Rick, clearly, because he directed, he directed Dope. Yeah. So – So this is 100% a case of it's not what you know necessarily, but it is who you know. Mm -hmm. And that's not always a bad thing. I mean, she may may come out here and just blow us away. Good example of it.
1: And what we've seen from her looks looks pretty good. So, yeah, show us what you got. Show us what you got. I'll
0: even I'll even make a note on this kind of a different thing. So the movie Big with Tom Hanks, Mm -hmm. um, the cinematographer or director of photography, one of the two, um, that individual ended up directing all three men in black movies. Mm. So it's a good example of seeing how one job like this could lead you to something different. Hundred percent. that's filmmaking. That's filmmaking one-on-one. So um, that's really cool. Then we have uh, the last two um, Peter Ramsey, who I did not do a Google search on, um, but
1: co-director of Spider-Man into the spider verse, the first animated film of those.
0: I think that speaks for itself.
1: Also, also he's, News reported to be directing some, at least one Ahsoka episode.
0: Okay, well then, I mean that's great because he he clearly brings a certain style to Spider-Man that Sony wanted,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: I have not heard one person hate on Into the Spider-Verse.
1: No, not be at it all. The
0: internet or in person. I mean, everybody loves that movie. So
1: mm-hmm.
0: we got that, and then last but certainly not least, Carl Weathers returning yeah. for to act and direct. For the second time, he didn't direct the first season. I don't think.
1: Correct, but he, yes, yeah. that he and then he did direct see well, an episode of season two, the Navarro di- episode.
0: I think he directed his episode. Yeah, yeah, which I remember thinking that that was it. He was gonna, he was gone after mm-hmm. that. I, I remember thinking, okay, this is it for grief carga, and that's it. But um, so he's back. Those are our directors for season three. We got two, four, six of them. I mean, unless um, there's only six episodes, which I don't think there will be. Uh, I I imagine there will be eight because that's what we've traditionally received yeah, for sure. So no, I that fully means expect a, probably a couple I, repeats maybe.
1: No, definitely, I fully expect eight chapters for season three. I would expect as far as maybe someone that gets multiple, Bryce Dallas Howard. I would easily say yes for sure. It's, yeah, I would. Too. I think as far as this entire list, her name stands out to me at this point because every episode she touches is golden. I yes. mean, obviously Rick Famuyiwa as well is yeah. everything he touches with, with the Mandalorian's golden. I believe his episode from season one was like the deepest character study of Din Djarin that we got, which has me stoked because that's that's really the big reason why I'm looking forward to season three is because it looks like, you know, obviously I loved all the big reveals from season two, but mm-hmm. I, I want kind of that deep character study, that that study of, of Mandalorian yeah. culture, and, and Fama just gets it and yeah Carl Weathers I mean he's the legend so yeah those three names obviously are the ones that that really stand out to me and and those are the three that I would expect if any of them get multiple it'd be one of those three if not a few of them
0: I think I'm on the same boat I, if there are 8 episodes like we assume mm-hmm. I'm betting Rick and Dal- and Bryce Dallas will get uh the repeats yeah um it would be the first time Rick's had a repeat because he did two in season one he did um the jawa episode and then he also did the um the the jailbreak episode as well right in yes. season one and um i think those are two polarly different episodes they, they're they still mandalorian but you know they're they're so oddly different and specific and all mm-hmm. kinds of this you know and and so i think he'll probably get a repeat because he's already had a repeat. And then if you yeah. look at Bryce Dallas, you know, she did season two and season one. And then she also did an episode of Book of Boba. So at this point, which was a Mandalorian episode, which is like the Mandalorian episode of Book of Boba. Right. We didn't so see she, Boba
1: Fett once, I don't think, in that episode.
0: I don't think that. Yeah, I think that was the one where he didn't show up at all. So we've got a, a seasoned Mando expert here. Mm-hmm. And I would I would be shocked if she didn't you know go for five here for sure so that's our list of directors for season three Um, let us know what y'all think about that any other opinions or thoughts you can direct them at mando talk or at rebel scum texan that is me and um we'll just just, and then we've got discord we got all kinds of stuff so yeah um, we got it all (laughs) links in the
1: description for all that great looking for
0: all that so to get in on the conversation and comment down below in the video and whatever else
1: absolutely Absolutely. The only other thing I'll add to that is, am I slightly bummed to not see Favreau or Filoni directing an episode? Maybe. But that's okay. We've gotten plenty of stuff from them before. And Ahsoka, you know, Filoni's going to get his shot there. Favreau's, like I said, gotten plenty of shots. So I'm excited to get this this new list.
0: Is Favreau still the showrunner for Mando? I think so. Yeah, I would be. I mean, I don't doubt that that he's not. I'm pretty sure he is. But, I mean, I also have my own, like, thoughts as to what favreau and filoni might be doing behind the scenes at lucasfilm right now Mm. which are not a part of this particular news piece at all sure (laughs) and i'll leave it that way for now but uh i i expect certain things to transpire with them and Mm. that might not be why they are on the director's list for this season but you never know i mean john maybe have something coming down the pipe we have no inclination about we know dave's doing um ahsoka Mm-hmm. And getting that, you know, kind of finalized. So, he he's busy. I don't think he's got time for Mando.
1: Yeah. Well, regardless, we'll fill both of their presences on for each sure. of these chapters. They, they've sure. each influenced all of them in, in their own way. So... There is that one big news piece that kind of dropped that is Mandalorian-focused, so definitely we need to talk about that, because, I mean, heck, we got to know who the creators are behind Season 3 as we're gearing up for it. Now let's kind of transition into our Mando rewatch that we've been doing. Last episode, we did specifically just chapter Nine, The premiere of season 2. So we're, we are playing kind of catch up here. We've got three Mandalorian episodes that we're going to run through. Chapter 10, 11, and 12. Uh, but to keep it kind of concise, I do have uh, some things here that I've got typed out here. We're going to try to keep it as focused because I know we definitely want to get to that trailer breakdown and discuss that in full detail with you and, and make sure we don't overlook any of that stuff so let's start with season two chapter 10 titled the passenger so here are some things that i noticed as i was watching this one and dj at any point just interject let me know what you think of each of these bullet points uh, and unless you just don't have anything to add to it number one I really get the sense that this chapter is designed to have the viewer recognize key character development points of our two main characters, Din Djarin and Grogu. For Din, this episode reminds the audience of his willingness to help people and species once you kind of tug at his heartstrings a little bit. Din Djarin had a personal motivation to help Cobb Vanth in Chapter 9 as far as getting Boba Fett's armor from him, but he really had no reason to help Frog Lady out once the Razorcrest kind of suffered some damage. So... Other than that, you know, it was just, like I said, deep character study as far as, you know, just getting to see inside the heart a little bit of Din Djarin. You just gotta tug at his heartstrings a little bit, he'll kind of respond. It was once Din listened to Frog Lady, he felt sympathy and started to act on his desire to help others. I hope that this is a character detail that carries over into Season 3, as I believe it's such a valuable lesson to be shared throughout Star Wars uh, that, you know, we should help people. We should help people that are in need, and I like that being portrayed here with Din Djarin. So there's Din Djarin's takeaways from this chapter. DJ, anything you want to add to that before I point out Grogu's?
0: Personally, I wasn't looking at characters things as much as i was kind of focusing on just the visuals and the Mm. things that i was reminded of about what made me excited about that episode and when it first came out yeah um the the ice spiders was a big detail obviously um the you know we the razor crest rundown gets its soundbite from this episode (laughs) so you know it's that yeah it's one of those um things for me that i just was really kind of digging into It's like oh this is It was cool to see X-Wings, you know, and it was cool. Like, cause I don't, we saw X-Wings in season one, but they didn't like do what they did here. And that, that was, it was different. It kind of was more fun. It was better. However you want to say it. But um, I think for this episode, just it reminded me a lot of things and it was kind of funny. I, uh, I don't work too far away from where uh, my parents live and my mom keeps my daughter during the day. So me and my wife can go to work. And um, so about four o'clock is kind of when I usually wrap up my day. And uh, I was just turn turn on the episode just to kind of a you know, quick little rewatch and Grogooks kind of waddles over to Mando at one point to give him a hug and he picks him up. And I was uh-huh. like, all right, pause. I'm gonna go see my kid real quick. So I left, <laughs> yes. I yeah. left, it was, I, it was the first time I've watched the Mandalorian and was like, got Man. it. And left to go see my daughter for like a half second. And, and then came right back.
1: That's something that I've noticed too, you know, now that that we've had our own son um re-watching these episodes like it that's does... another reason why I'm super excited for season three yeah. is because I now get to view it through that lens of mm-hmm. din Djarin really is treating grogu like his child yeah. yeah I can't wait for that experience it's it's gonna be quite the emotional journey I'm sure for me personally for sure yeah
0: so beyond all that you know I, I appreciated just kind of the heartstring tugs like you mentioned yeah but beyond that you know that those are my those are the big things for me and the passenger
1: okay All right, well, just real quickly as far as The Passenger goes, for Grogu, we see that his curiosity and personality is going to begin to shine, and Din is going to have his hands full with him. Uh, He's eating frog eggs, eating spiders, back-talking Mando a little bit, all of these different things. Uh, It's only in due time that he begins talking and really expressing how he feels. Will it be season three was the question that I had. Are we actually going to hear Grogu speak? Based off the trailer that we've now gotten... I don't think we're there yet. Still, what do you think?
0: Grim speaking. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> you know, finale.
1: I don't, I don't know. I don't Maybe.
0: know because, like, if he says anything, it's gotta be like notable and like something mm-hmm. that, like, if his first words or something like, "This is the way."
1: Oh no, that would be corny, wouldn't it?
0: I mean, well, would it? I mean, no, I don't know. It would, uh, it would depend I don't, I don't, on how it plays. <laughs> it, and maybe if it's not that, he might say his own name or... Yeah. I don't think he'll say something like, may the force be with you. you Din, know, but Dad? Uh, Dad, Din, Mando, you know, hmm. Grief, um, Cara Dune. Now, she won't say that. Uh, <laughs> what happened to Cara Dune, Dad? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, no, that won't happen. But... Um, yeah. I don't know if I think he'll speak or not. Um, yeah. I will. I do. Uh, you said Grogu and I was immediately reminded of the egg controversy that was this episode. Right. I know. I, I mean, know. It, I think now I'm looking, I'm actually on Wikipedia because I went over here to see who directed all these episodes. Mm-hmm. And because um, I, I didn't couldn't remember if if Rick family, did. he He did direct one in season two uh okay. chapter 15 but um I, i'm sitting here looking at it and just laughing because all i can figure is it was the middle of the pandemic and we had nothing better to talk about <laughs> like what else is going on in 2022 whoa or 2020 boom here's some egg controversy and yeah it's ridiculous but yeah back to the back to the main road here no i don't think he'll talk yeah i'm in the same boat i they, i they think we're event- I, mean, I think
1: we're eventually gonna get there yeah, but uh, I don't see it season three yet. Not yet, unless it's I'd like be, the final moments of I the season. I think would be
0: really cool is if season three is the last season of Mandalorian, and then they just switch it all over to okay, your next Star Wars trilogy is the Mandalorian mm. trilogy. <laughs> yeah, like that. I think the world would just be like, yeah. You huh. know, I think we'd all go nuts if that happened. But that eh. would be wild. They, that would they, be wild. They, and then at the end no, of the they first won't. movie, that's when he talks. That'd be hmm.
1: fun. That would be fun. That would be fun. Unlikely, be okay that. but would Un- be fun. Oh, <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: let's not get get our hopes up with that one. Yeah. All right, let's move on to the next chapter, season two, chapter 11, titled The Heiress. Mm. Din meets Bo-Katan, and his quote-unquote way is truly challenged for the first time and learns he is a child of the Watch, or at least... I don't know. Does he learn that or does we, as a viewer, learn that from Bo speaking? It, it, it might be that way. I, I can't remember specifically. Yeah, I, uh, I
0: rewatched that part and yeah. um, and she kind of does reveal it to him because he's okay. like, he, he kind of comes at it blindsided. Like you took your helmet off and he goes, there's only one way mm-hmm. when when she mentions they wanted to return to the ancient ways. Mm-hmm. And he's like, no, there's only one way. And then he flies off all angry and not happy that they just right. saved his life. So. But, you know, <laughs> well, <bad teenager. laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Well,
1: it's safe to imagine that that Din will continue to be challenged on which side of this Mandalorian divide he should fall on
0: mm-hmm. in this
1: upcoming season. Should he choose the adapted lifestyle led by Bo, or should he stay loyal to the Death Watch, a group that raised him and taught him everything he knows? Of course, that's the internal struggle that he's going to have to deal with. Bo reveals her intentions of retaking Mandalore, and it is clear this is a continued goal of hers in the upcoming season. We know this based off of trailers alone. Another important reveal in this episode is the fact that Bo is the one who eventually leads Din Djarin to Ahsoka. Clearly... Bo and Ahsoka's relationship at the minimum is still a working relationship. It's still at least intact. So I would love to see them reunite either in Mando 3 or at least the Ahsoka series. I'm not sure if it would happen in the Ahsoka series with the two characters currently having two completely different motives. Ahsoka's worried about Thrawn and Ezra and Bo is worried about Mm -hmm. taking over Mandalore and things like that. So I don't know how Bo could play into an Ahsoka show but I could I guess if they want to keep doing this Mandoverse thing I could still see Ahsoka playing into Mando 3 but I would still love to see them live action portrayals meet each other or come face to face. Yeah
0: I mean it, it, the live action portrayals certainly do need to meet at some point. I think that it would give a great symmetry to what's already there from Clone Wars Season 7 and mm-hmm. I guess elements of Rebels. I don't think they ever actually come face to face in Rebels but you know, I think it, it's deserving. I think it would be a good fan service thing, and and I mean that not in a in a negative way. I think fan, some fan service is good, you mm-hmm. know, and to do that for the Clone Wars fans would be perfect. Um, I don't expect to see Ahsoka much in this season, though. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm thinking think that happen.
1: I'm not. I'm thinking that
0: they'll hold off on her.
1: But you know, I, yeah. I was wrong. I thought that with the book of Boba Fett, and here there we were. <laughs> yeah,
0: man, we we I remember that we were just. You know, shooting a shotgun out there, trying to figure out. <laughs> oh, Dengar will be in it, and Bosk will be in it. Right. You know, we're just going down, and then yeah. none of them were in it. It's like, oh, well, I mean, it was okay, you know, but whatever.
1: Yeah, yeah well, there was. Cha- those were the big chapter eleven takeaways as far as a rewatch goes, preparing for season three. So let's go ahead and get to the last one for this rewatch segment for this for this episode, uh, season two, chapter twelve, the siege. Mm-hmm. During the classroom session on Navarro that Grogu is attending. The Protocol Droid says in the background that Chandrilla is the capital of the New Republic. By yeah. the time we get to The Force Awakens, Hosnian Prime is now the capital. So my question is, what happened? Will that be explored in The Mandalorian Season 3? And after I, you know, did that, I did some further research and learned that it is actually answered in a novel that the New Republic moves around based on who the political leader is at the time. So Interesting. with. Chandrilla being you know the location I'm assuming that it's Chancellor Mon Mothma or or whatever but then by the time we get to the sequel trilogy it's someone different and that's why it's now on Hosnian Prime but that easily could be explored uh, and I'm assuming and that You know, I'll save save my thoughts on that when we get to the trailer breakdown, because there's something in the trailer that, you know, that heavily teases this idea of where the capital of the New Republic is at the moment. But regardless, I do think now that we've seen that shot in the trailer, I do think this whole capital of New Republic situation is going to be explored a little bit. But what do you think, DJ? And and again, we'll hold off on, you know, specifically talking about the trailer moment for right now.
0: Yeah, I don't expect to get any kind of exploration of Chandrilla or Chandrilla or however. Mm -hmm. I guess it depends on if you're British or not, how you say it. Because I know in Andor,
1: they say
0: Chandrilla. It's something very like British sounding and I'm a little rednecks ish. So I can't like, you know, really yeah yeah really come
1: texan really <laughs>
0: I, got, I got a little redneck in me i was weirdly enough i was like man i want to go ride a four-wheeler i was t- thinking that to myself yesterday and i don't <laughs> I don't own one and i know someone who does I'm like i I'm want to hit josh up see if i can just ride around but anyway there you go shout out josh and your four-wheeler but <laughs> but anyway um no i i don't expect that but i do think you're on to something but for ahsoka because is mm. playing with Rebels a lot. You know, we, we yeah. know we know everybody from Rebels is pretty much coming back. I mean, mm. I, shoot, force goes Canaan while we're at it. Go ahead. <laughs> I don't care, you know, and that'd be cool. And and maybe Freddy we'll whirl, maybe we'll we will uh whirl between worlds him and pull him back in like we did Ahsoka. I mean I'm probably not because he almost did in, in Rebels, but hey, you know, it could happen. But regardless of that, um yeah, I think that there's there's some good things that could happen there, mm-hmm. where you know Ahsoka goes and talks to Mon Mothma, in in the Ahsoka mm-hmm. series. I I think that makes more sense there than here. Um, but there's no problem with you know the little Easter egg there because having Cinderella as the capital of the New Republic is perfect because we're not far removed from Return of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. It makes perfect sense that Mon Mothma would be the natural leader. Um, right. I can so I can totally see Leia saying no, I don't want to do that, and mm-hmm. it, and. Maybe she's the successor to Mon Mothma. Maybe that's mentioned in a novel leading up to Force Awakens. I don't know. I'm not. I'm right. not. A, I'm not real good at the Star Wars novels, unfortunately. I'm, so I
1: don't. You know. I don't know at what point Leia bounces out of the political landscape of it all, because obviously by the time we get to the sequel, she's no longer in any political mm-hmm. form or or position. So maybe, may, maybe she influences those. Future steps at some point in this Mandalore verse. I do
0: know that that Leia, it's found out on a very public scale, right? That she the, is the daughter of Darth Vader. Darth
1: Vader, and it but, that causes some issues. Yeah, but yeah. I don't
0: think that she was the Chancellor.
1: No, I don't think so either. No, okay. definitely not. Yeah, I definitely think not. So. Okay. Um, That'd be. Simple. But you know, I do think regardless, though, if we you know get get to explore this whole capital of New Republic or whatever. They are going to have to address it at some point in this Mandoverse, whether that be Mandalorian, Ahsoka, whatever. They're going to have to address the political landscape if they want to make, just like the Clone Wars animated series did for the prequel trilogy, if they want to make the political landscape of the sequel trilogy, play better i think they'll they'll explore it a little bit in this mandal verse
0: i think that they've already done that to some degree if you look at season one i was i really this is something i picked up in um the rewatch of uh, the passenger but you have in season one they try to you know spring someone from jail but in the process a new republic you know person dies and um and that's you know killed by whoever i can't remember the girl with the knife i can't remember her name but um then you fast forward to season two and we have the chase scene right before the chase scene happens with the x-wings and the razor crest Mm -hmm. they're like didn't you we have we have footage of you on this you know in this this ship that's a jail that's floating in space did was that you and then he's gone you know and then at the end of the episode he's like We'll let you slide since you put three others in in prison, and <laughs> yeah. um and it's kind of like there's this ongoing thing that ha- happens to Mando where he keeps having this run in because mm-hmm. of the thing he did in season one. It's kind of like in Star Wars the original trilogy, the underlying plot is Han and Jabba. Mm-hmm. So like it's like in Mandalorian, the underlying plot is he did this thing one time and it keeps following him right. even though he. Lost his ship, got a new ship in Book of Boba, and, you know, they're still kind of after him. And mm-hmm. there's no doubt that'll play into this this next season. I've got thoughts on some of that, so. too. So, so that's yeah. my political landscape for Mandalorian. A little drawn sure. out to, to say, but that's what I think the political landscape looks like here now for season three.
1: Yeah, I, I definitely agree. Agree that uh, we got some things going on with that for sure. Yeah. Well, continuing on here, fin- finishing out chapter 12. The squad in this episode of Dinjarn, Grief Karga, and Kara Dune, and the Mithral stumble upon signs of what many in the fan base, including me, obviously, believe to be the early creation of Snoke. Another important thing of note is the two workers in this room attempting to destroy any evidence of what they were working on before being killed. Uh, there was something on the screen. I, I tried, I played it over. Over and over and over and over again. Before they just shoot it and then they get killed. There was something on the screen, but I couldn't make out what it was. Um, That was the important thing to note. If the Mandalorian Season 3 is leaning more into the Mandalorian culture and that brewing battle between the two sides of Mandalore, I'm not sure we will get further expansion on this whole Snoke thing in this upcoming season. It is maybe starting to feel like that could turn into the Ahsoka stuff. I think it's going to become more clear very early on in The Mandalorian Season 3, though, as far as are we exploring this here, or are we exploring it elsewhere? At the end of this episode, we see Captain Carsa make his pitch to Cara Dune that he's noticing something going on, but the core worlds don't see it, and he could use her help. I'm still very convinced that this was the setup for Rangers of the New Republic, but now that that series doesn't seem likely at all, I could easily see those New Republic plot points integrated into this Season 3, and obviously, this is going to be without that character of Cara Dune. And I think Carson, Captain Carson has taken that role, which, honestly, has me pretty stoked. I think uh, that's he's better. Great. And I do think it's better, because he's a better mm-hmm. performer. And quite frankly, I, I think he might, at the end of the day, be a better character when it's all said and done. I did I did love the character of Cara Dune. I'm not going to lie. I love the idea mm-hmm. of you know a former soldier from Alderaan with all of yeah. this past uh, tension and and stuff that she's gone through. I, I'm, I was bum- I'm bummed that we're not getting Cara Dune, but again, we're, we're not going to dive into reasons why of, of that. But I do think, regardless, the New Republic stuff that was going to be in that show, I do think it's going to be sprinkled in Season 3 and just things throughout. And I think we've kind of touched on that as far as our ideas on the political landscape of the Mandoverse and Mando Season 3 moving forward. Any final thoughts on that or Chapter 12, The Siege D.J.?
0: I have a, what if scenario for you. Okay. Um, So Carson Teva here. um, And I, I agree with you. He's I think a more compelling character than Cara Dune was Mm -hmm. not because I didn't dislike Cara Dune. It was just, I understand why we have that character in the first two seasons. And I think that she was definitely necessary for the first, not so sure about the second. Um, But for, for the third season and what they were going to try to do with Rangers, what if Carson Teva, instead of, like, we know Rangers is off the table. It's gone. It's not happening. Yeah, I think so, too. What if, um, and this this is the what if scenario, what if instead of Rangers, they will take Carson's stuff, and he's like, hey, I'm seeing stuff in the Outer Rim, like you mentioned, the New Republic's not taking, you know, note of it. There's issues. They need to be addressed. Mm-hmm um leia splits not splits but splits from the new republic and the resistance comes about what mm-hmm. if carson teva is the seed planters of of the resistance
1: that would be certainly and cool. and, Very and, cool. and
0: going back to not because i know he's at the end of this episode but going back into the earlier part of this episode they're in the imperial base they see what look like little Snokes growing in tubes and all that stuff. Cause I, I'm actually of that opinion too. I I think I can't think yeah. of any other reason. Uh, Bad batch season one really helps me feel like that's what they're doing mm-hmm. there. So, you know, I think that that's part of it, but they, they mentioned something. And again, I'm on Wikipedia and that it right flat out says they discovered that the base is being used as a laboratory um, to conduct experiments with the child's blood, which they say has a quote M a high M count, which only me midichlorians right so if the dark side could manipulate the midichlorians to create life
1: snoke s- snoke you know <laughs> it's
0: it's not that hard so i think we have seeds of snoke being planted yeah. in season two and in bad batch season one
1: mm-hmm. and then
0: we also have potentially this is pure speculation resistance seeds being planted in season three because of mm. carson tiva mm-hmm. and i am i, I, am I like that idea up, i'm pulling from the trailer that just yeah, came out. Sure, a naturally. Bit, but,
1: well and but, and now that know. I'm thinking about it, you know, we just mentioned what Carson says here to to Kara saying, you know, the core worlds aren't doing anything about this. It makes perfectly sense with his dialogue in the trailer that we're fixing to get to, as far mm-hmm. as, you know, it's gonna be too late by the time y'all do anything. So as far as him delivering that line, yeah, he he certainly has some motive to kind of mm-hmm. break away and yeah and be part of this resistance idea at least. So,
0: Absolutely.
1: I love that. But Let's get into the trailer. All right, let's let's kind of walk through the uh trailer frame by frame. Um I got some takeaways, of course. I got some some things to discuss to kind of lead this discussion, but we're going to just, you know, have it open. See where this conversation goes. Maybe we just get into the minute details, maybe we start speculating for season 3. Who knows? We'll see what happens, but regardless, I think we're ready, DJ. Are you ready to run through this trailer?
0: I am currently Yeah finding the trailer on youtube okay that is because i smart and i because i'm a scrub and pull up in the first place um <laughs> let me i don't want to i want to go to the official star wars twitter and not twitter youtube because uh-huh i want to respect the sure. uh give them the view views okay (laughs) and wow that was really loud in my ear hole okay uh (laughs) that did not it killed me just then i'm not gonna lie okay um well i'm I'm ready okay
1: well we kickstart the trailer on a rocky terrain focused on the silhouettes of many mandalorians followed up by a close-up shot of them kind of pounding their chests and looking at one another it's almost like Din Djarin is either giving them a monologue, kind of like as a lesson, or they're hyping up for battle. I'm not really sure which one's going on there. What do you think on that take, DJ?
0: I think that this is... Um, so, quick plug, okay? Yeah. Uh, over. I'm Rebels Tex on Reddit as well. Mm. I took the two Mandalorian trailers and put them into what I believe is chronological order, although I did fudge a couple spots um, and we'll talk, we'll talk about those spots here in a little bit, but I think that this uh, happens later on after he um, is saddled up with R4 or R5D4. I see. Yeah. And I think that he goes to find the Mandalorian cohort. Mm -hmm. And I think that this is him finding the cohort Mm -hmm. and um, the whole chest pounding thing, which I did involuntarily the first time I watched this trailer. (laughs) They did it, and I just went like that, and I was like, I'm such a dork. But And it was in the middle of the Cowboys game, too, so I was just kind of like, what is going on? (laughs) Um, Which that was a whole adventure in and of itself, too. But um, I really think that this is just him discovering them, and the shot where they do that is in response to something he or the armorer says.
1: You know, I just got an idea, too. You know, Uh what if them pounding their chest is in response to Din Djarin saying, look, I got this darksaber.
0: Show me respect.
1: Mm. And they pound their chest in response to it. It's almost like a bending of the knee kind of situation of Mm -hmm. you're our leader. Let's do this. Kiss the ring. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I could see that. I could see that. Which,
1: here we are. I'm super nerdy. I tried to zoom in on the poster they released for season three, and I don't see the Darksaber on his his waist. I did that,
0: too, and it's not there. I think that they just... What's going on? I don't think he carries it all the time. Really? Well, I mean, he cut his leg open with it in Book of Boba true so like you know he may not feel comfortable wielding it yet and yeah he can't just flaunt i don't think he should flaunt it because he doesn't fully understand the power that comes with even having it in his possession right i mean darth maul once owned that thing okay let's Mm -hmm. just take that into consideration for a second so i don't think that he wants to flaunt the power you know, mm-hmm. oh, definitely um,
1: not. That's not he, Din Djarin, for sure.
0: Yeah, so I think that he doesn't have it. He's just kind of like got a little special place for it on his m one, yeah. and he just kind of leaves it there. Or well, maybe it's maybe it's inside R five D four, and he'll shoot it out. Of shoot his it own, out. Like, like that would be R2-D4. so cool.
1: <laughs> That'd be so great. That'd be awesome. Um, well, now that I'm thinking about it, I kind of really like that whole Darksaber idea as far as them pounding their chest. That would be so cool. That would be cool. Would be I would cool. get so I, yeah. many chills, like, man. If he's
0: just like, <laughs> and they're all just like, yeah, it's like that'd, be, that'd be pretty dope. Yeah. This is the way. Yeah, this that would be way.
1: fantastic. Well, while these shots are shown, Din Djarin begins his monologue that I just alluded to by saying, our people are scattered like stars in the galaxy. Din then asks, what are we? What do we stand for as we get the familiar shot of Din Djarin emerging from a cave surrounded by those fellow Mandalorians? So yet again, it looks like at least they are going to begin to be brothers in arms and and going up against something. So he's gained their respect in some way. Uh, I don't know if he has a past with these Mandalorians or if they are just new people that he's just immediately kind of gained favor of, I guess.
0: Yeah, the bright colors on this armor really remind me of Sabine. Mm-hmm. And so I could potentially see maybe Sabine's kind of got her own little clan going on.
1: Man, there's so many, so, so many like groups that we could, that yeah, we could potentially see with yeah. this. It's I don't want to
0: speculate too crazy on that. Cause I just, yeah. it's just a thought like just because they're colorful doesn't mean they're with Sabine.
1: Right. Yeah. You no. And, and I don't, I don't think it's likely cause I think they will hold off for Sabine until Ahsoka for sure. So I
0: don't really if what I just said is okay, true. Okay. I got you. I got you. Yeah. 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 yeah.
1: Alright, well, continuing on here then, we got Din Djarin and Grogu are traveling in Din's newly acquired N1 by Lightspeed. And when we cut to Grogu chilling in the N1, Din Djarin says the quote, Being a Mandalorian is not just learning about how to fight, you also have to know how to navigate the galaxy. That way you'll never be lost. Now I did take to Twitter, at Mandotalk by the way, follow Follow us on Twitter at Mandotalk. To kind of give my opinion on that quote, it might not be right, but I could easily see Din Djarin just fully embracing this idea of Grogu being his foundling in this season finally, and now that Grogu's made this commitment of, I don't want to be with Luke Skywalker, I would rather be with Din Djarin. Maybe at this point, Din Djarin is going to train or teach Grogu how to be Mandalorian, and maybe this is just some wisdom that he's passing on to Grogu in a conversation. What do you think of that idea?
0: I don't see why that wouldn't be the case. I think we're heavily alluding to Grogu kind of doing his own trial by fire. I think about 300, the movie 300, mm. where you got Leonidas fighting the wolf at the beginning of the movie. You know, I'm skipping ahead a little bit, but when Grogu kind of has his moment where he, it's his mudhorn moment, if you will. Yeah, uh, And sure. he, kind of, he kind of does his own thing. I think, you know, there's an element of, of, of uh, a Spartan um upbringing here with the mandalorians Mm -hmm. and den is kind of playing into that where he he trained with luke he got a little jedi training great that's awesome but it makes sense that because he's from the mandalorian he's kind of his son in a way it makes sense to kind of just turn the page and say let's teach you to be a mandalorian um because even even den said it's it's not uh mandalore is not a planet or a people it's a creed you know what? However that line yeah. goes, and so I think the creed, teaching the creed for Grogu. It's not to a place;
1: his, it's a people, or yeah, something like that. It, yeah, creed is def- in there too. It, it's he some, does say yeah. it's a creed, right? But, right.
0: But I think that teaching the creed to Grogu is more important to him than not teaching it. Right. Hundred um, percent. And I think that's a big, big element of this as well. Yeah. So yeah. For sure. All right. Well, I well. Think that there are things there, like you said, that yeah, he's going to try to really, you know.
1: I hope so. I really hope so, because that alludes to the you know the whole deep Mandalore study that mm-hmm. that I want, and, and I know we keep getting. I just I can never get enough. I feel like yeah, I'm always going to say that.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, as long as they're doing the show,
1: mm-hmm. you
0: know, th- there's there's going to continue to be a desire to want to know more. Yeah. that's just plain and simple. And, and 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 the show hasn't sucked at all.
1: Mm-hmm. No, it I hasn't. Mean, <laughs> maybe like
0: tiny details, mm-hmm. maybe. If you're really gonna be nitpicky, but as as a whole, the show's mm-hmm. incredible, so I, I can yeah. see it going on a long time.
1: Definitely. Well, next up in the trailer, Dinjarn arrives on an even better looking Navarro, greeted by a Kowakian monkey lizard and Grief Karga. It feels like every time we see Navarro, it's just looking more luscious and more successful, and this is a testament, I guess, to Grief Karga's probably leadership. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is he? Yeah. What's the technical title for him now? I can't remember because they drop it in, in The Mandalorian Season 2. Because, uh, you know, Car is the marshal and he's the, I don't know. I'm blanking on it right now.
0: Don't ask me why this is what came <laughs> to mind because I could not tell you. But the, the term Queen Regent comes to mind, and that's wrong. Cause that makes sense. He's clearly not a queen. <laughs> right. He's, um, the <laughs> he's the King Regent. He's the King Regent. I think he's just like a governor or something, you know, something yeah. like that. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I couldn't tell you.
1: Well, he's looking great. And the red robes or whatever he's got going on, he's all fancy. He just came out of like a fancy dinner meeting or something. Yeah, he, he looks incredible. If Carl you, Weathers can continue to be this character as yeah. long as he wants.
0: I want to point out that in the background, before they kind of like clasp hands, that yeah. um, R5D4 is in the background. Okay, and um, I think that this he's already with den when he gets mm-hmm. to navarro mm-hmm. unless it's a different r5 droid which put it could be but yeah he's just in the background not too far behind grogu and den so it makes sense to me that he would um this would be post the tatooine moments
1: oh for sure i, I agree on that and yeah. i think i'll talk a little bit more about that when we get to the pelimoto moment we are given a look at the armorer as Din says, I'm going to Mandalore so that I may be forgiven for my transgression. Something that, again, we've already heard, we've already seen. During this quote, Grogu looks up at Din and we see a new shot of the destroyed capital of Mandalore, Sindari. <sighs> I can't wait. I can't wait to see I'm, this thing I'm more I'm excited in detail. to return
0: to Sindari. I it's really am.
1: Fantastic. It's Because
0: it's fantastic. it's been so long in canon.
1: Mm-hmm. I it's mean other than seeing in, it getting blown up in, in the Book of Boba Fett.
0: <laughs> right. But like that that took place. Like probably, I wanna spend time yeah. there,
1: you know. Yeah, I, I, mean, I wanna that... I wanna see the remains. I wanna see what Mandalore's like well, right even now. Like,
0: even like looking at it, just this image, you got like greenery growing up around. Yeah, the city. I noticed that, yeah. And it's it makes sense. Like if you light a match, if you do mm-hmm. a controlled burn on a field, you light that match, it kills and, and, and it replenishes. It's mm-hmm. like when you see a forest fire. After some years go down the road, you know, the ground and the trees that begin to grow are very healthy. Yep. So fire is not always a bad thing. And now, obviously, a whole civilization was nearly wiped out. That's a different story. But the fact that Mandalore is becoming this lush... Mm-hmm. you know thing is is really kind of cool Yeah. even if it is in the midst of great tragedy it's neat to see it it's kind of yeah. like wally in a way
1: yeah and well and i think that's th- that's kind of the end game of this show now is i think by the end of you know maybe even the final shot of the mandalorian series is a lush successful thriving Mandalore planet led by whether that be bo din sabine who knows uh, it won't there's be no sabine. telling Well, I was just adding to the list. Yeah, I (laughs) I definitely don't think it'll be her either. But um, Grogu,
0: I I really (laughs) think it's—I do think it's going to be Den. Yeah, really, genuinely, and that's because of the Book of Boba Fett episodes. Like, there was stuff in there with Mm. him and the armor that I was like, "You are going to become the Mandalorian." You know, Mm. like he is like the Mandalorian, and he—it's just like from the ashes rises the phoenix type thing. Sure, you know that would be pretty cool. I think that's the end game. If you will for mm-hmm. Dinjarin,
1: yeah. Then I we think can so have too. clan.
0: Then we can have clan Jaren.
1: That would be great, fantastic. That's all not right. been said
0: in canon, has it?
1: <laughs> no, not that that's I what, know of. That's
0: what him and Grogu would be, right? They're yeah, clan Mudhorn. They'd be clan Jaren, no. yeah, because of rebels, right?
1: Definitely, I think okay. so. Well, that's, well all.
0: that's it on that.
1: <laughs> that's all, folks. Continuing on here. R5 appears to be potentially gearing up for flight as Pelimoto sends a Din Djarin off the planet of Tatooine with a familiar, may the force be with you.
0: Followed by, this is the way.
1: This is the way, yes. We do get it. Like, this is the like, way.
0: Immediately, it's it's awesome.
1: Yeah, I think Grogu during those moments is looking at those fireworks being shot off in the sky with curiosity in those moments, and then we are unclear as far as when or where they're witnessing these fireworks, and that's when Din Djarin drops that famous line of, this is the way. I
0: they, think that
1: then Grogu punches him into into hyperspace. That was pretty cool.
0: I think that this is uh, over the top of Moss Eisley.
1: That's what I was thinking too.
0: But I just paused it on Grogu looking out of the window cockpit. Uh huh. He's wearing the chainmail Beskar. Yeah, I underneath. saw
1: that too. Yeah. I just
0: that's the first time I've noticed it.
1: Yeah, that this is really it's cool. It's like detail. the
0: it's like the me thrill from Lord of the Rings. It,
1: that's a hundred percent what it is. A hundred percent what it is.
0: Grogu is Frodo. <laughs> <laughs> Confirmed. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, you know, something that I'm really interested in is what's, because I believe it's Tatooine 2 where those fireworks are going off. Yeah. What are they celebrating? Yeah. Is it Boba Fett through a great dinner or something? Like what, you what's know, going I, on? <laughs> I really
0: thought that this could be a, a Boba Fett cameo moment somewhere mm-hmm. in this episode. It'd be cool um we've already seen tim morrison come back for for obi-wan and i don't see why he wouldn't want to put the boba fett armor back on he loves being boba fett like yeah he does oh my gosh it's like an addiction it's like it's so funny how much he loves being boba fett Mm -hmm. so i would love to see him here Uh, why fireworks are going off i mean I, i couldn't even begin to tell unless it picks up right after the book of boba fett ends
1: Right. And, and see that was okay, so that's a theory of yeah. mine, I guess, that I was alluding to earlier is mm-hmm. I could easily see the premiere being on Tatooine and that kind of being the the bridging of the gap if you will regarding the book of Boba Fett and this season. That would to, be perfect. to clarify maybe the viewers that that are confused on okay, how's Grogu back with Din Djarin? The last I saw him, he bounced with Luke Skywalker. Maybe And there are
0: plenty of people who didn't Watch Book of Boba.
1: Yeah,
0: even though there's Mandalorian stuff in it, they still didn't watch Book of Boba. You right. Know? So they're right. gonna miss a huge piece of the story. It makes sense. Yeah, you're right. It makes sense to start there.
1: And that's what I'm. That's why I'm think. That's what I'm thinking at the moment. And maybe, maybe at some point in that episode, we get caught up to Din Djarin's final moments in the Book of Boba Fett, where they're taking off in hyperspace. But mm-hmm. I don't recall if R5 is in in one at that moment, at the yeah. end of the Book of Boba Fett, or not.
0: No, R five is definitely going to become Mando's droid in. Season oh yeah, hundred
1: percent. Yeah. I agree. I just couldn't remember if at the end of Book of Boba Fett, R is already in the N one or not. No,
0: they just have okay. the dome top for Grogu. Okay. Which is is so great. Great. I think it's going to do like a Buzz Lightyear thing. Yeah. Where it just goes back. That'd and, be cool. Yeah. And that if if they don't have R five, Grogu can ride up there. Um. And I have more thoughts on the N1 in just a moment, but we'll get to that in a second.
1: Okay. All right. Well, let's continue here then. We've got a very, extremely intriguing shot of a city with traffic in the sky, like Coruscant. But in my notes here, I put it could easily be Hosnian Prime or the sleeper pick that I mentioned earlier of Shan, 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 Shan? Shandrilla? Shandrilla, We don't I'm know. I'm going to say Shandrilla. Yeah. But uh, which one of those do you think it is?
0: I am 1,000% banking on Coruscant here. Um, Are you? Okay. I am because the architecture and the the skyline and all of that, they don't put something like that in Star Wars trailers unless they want you to think it's Coruscant. Mm -hmm. Um, Not only that, in this shot where it's just the the highway and the, the below street and all that, there's a building just to the right, that, that looks to me to be similar in structure to Padme's apartment in Episodes 2 and 3. I think I noticed that too. So I'm not saying it's that. Um, it, it probably isn't. Um, but it, to me, I think that this has to be Coruscant, and I don't know why they would put a shot like this in here if it wasn't. Yeah. I do also want to point out that the main building structure here looks very similar to MI. Six in uh, the James Bond movies. I just Mm -hmm. thought, oh, that looks like where they blew it up in um, Skyfall. I think it was Skyfall. So um, it look it just looks like that to me. I thought it was fun.
1: Yeah, so yeah, I'm I'm going Coruscant. I'm leaning toward Coruscant for sure. I could see them easily going with either of the other two though too. And because, I guess because I just recently watched Chapter Twelve, where I got that line of, "We know that the New Republic capital is in Chandrila right now." Yeah. Makes me wanna say it's that, but it doesn't look like that. Although have we ever seen Chandrilla in live action or animation?
0: I don't think we've seen it in either.
1: I don't think we have. Now, would I be slightly bummed that Chandrilla would look just like Coruscant or Hosnian Prime, so add to the list another skyline city like that? Maybe I'd be a little bummed, you know. It's kind of yeah. similar to, you know, Jakku compared to Tatooine, you know. Mm-hmm. But um we'll yeah. see. We'll see. I, I think all three of those are a possibility, but Coruscant's most likely.
0: If it's not Coruscant, it's okay if it's Hosnian Prime because oh, yeah. it gives us a thorough way straight to the Force Awakens. Definitely. And we all know that this is still Disney's property. Mm-hmm. Those are Disney Star Wars movies. Mm-hmm. They want that highway, no pun intended, to, to – yeah, I didn't mean it when I said it, but <laughs> the, I kind of do now – They need that to go to Force Awakens. That's what's in the back of everybody's minds. Um, I'll say this. You haven't watched this week's episode of Bad Batch yet, but just as a quick little thing for anybody who has, um, there is a very minor, very minor background character in the Force Awakens who is of a similar species to a character in this week's episode of Bad Batch. Hmm. So it's one of those, like, is that the same guy? And Mm -hmm. I don't know if it is, but like it could be. I got you. And it's just one of those they—they're reminding us, hey, don't forget Force Awakens. Go to Galaxy's Edge. You know (laughs) they're—they're doing these—they're doing these things because they want us to remember what they put out there already. For sure. So. If it's Hosnian Prime, cool. I don't mind. Other people will be pissed, but I won't be. So
1: Oh yeah, no, I'd be good with any of the options that we've mentioned for sure. Well, while we're in this aerial view, we see Dr. Pershing traveling in, you know, through the traffic of the planet, and we also hear Captain Carson deliver the line saying there's something dangerous happening out there, and by the time it becomes big enough for you to act, it will be too late before cutting to the character actually delivering this line to someone. And what I'm currently thinking is he might be delivering that line to some higher up in the new republic because again we mentioned it and this is why we're doing the mando rewatch series he says a line very similar to that in Car- takara saying the core worlds aren't noticing what's going on on out here and he's trying to report that back to whoever this higher up is i don't know who that higher up is i know i wish it was mon mothma but i don't think it's going to be <laughs>
0: Well, I, I will say it's Mon Mothma or somebody similar to her, at uh-huh. least like maybe a new character. It makes a little more sense for it to be a new character. For here. sure. Yeah. Um, but I like that we've got you know him him in this moment. We've kind of already talked about it, um, but he's got the Republic slash Rebellion patch on his shoulder. He has a Rancor patch on his chest. Which I don't know why he'd have a Rancor patch unless he like in Clone Wars, I know that there was a reference to one of the clone battalions being called the Rancor Battalion. Maybe, maybe there's a republic slash resistance um uh name for like Rancor Battalion or Rancor Squad. Mm-hmm. And he just like, you know, he's the commander of that. Cause he doesn't he's not in a pilot uniform. You know, he's looking like Poe Dameron in Last Jedi right here. Yeah. Like and so I think that he's he is, kind of yeah. he's taking on this role. That's more than just some X-Wing, you know, cop. You know, I think it's more, he's something different now. And yeah. they. I think that they're going to show or at least explain the switch of what, what that is. So there's mm-hmm. a lot happening here and I'm not trying to like dig into deeply. I mean, most of this is just like, is is just based on prior knowledge. Right, yeah. Um, but, so that's what I think with here. I will say this though, he looks great. I think oh, that- Oh yeah, uh, he looks Paul, fantastic. Paul, Paul Sung, is it, what's, is it? I don't know how to say it. What, it's I don't Paul, know what it Paul yeah. Sung Lee. Is that what it is? Something like that?
1: Something like that. Something which like he, that.
0: Which he follows me on Twitter for some reason.
1: Nice, man. Which is hey.
0: just weird. I remember getting asked Ask him to come on the show. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure. he will. <laughs> hey man, what's with the Rancor patch? You want to wait and see? Um yeah. I uh I think it's cool, but I think you know, if you look at him in season two mm. versus now, he's slimmed up a little bit. He looks a little healthier. Like, not that he looked bad to begin with. I think he actually looks better without a pilot's helmet on. Mm -hmm. I think he just looks like just a character I want to like... I want his action figure. I didn't want his action figure before, but I do now. For some reason, I don't know why. I just do.
1: Well, you mentioning that as far as him slimming down a little bit, we all know that, you know, Mark Hamill, Carrie Fisher, Harrison Ford, they all had to get in shape again to come back Mm -hmm. for the sequel trilogy. That's just... Unfortunately, how Hollywood works, they want you to look the best you possibly can. Well, the star—it's um,
0: the Star Wars diet—is what I right, call it. Right, right.
1: Yeah. Him looking great like that again is another indicator to me that his character is about to come become really important.
0: Yeah, I'd agree really, with that. really
1: important. Uh, he's put in the work clearly, like you said, looks great. Yeah. I expect to see some significant runtime for him and his character yes. in this season for sure. I-
0: I also think going back to the trailer now, instead of looking forward to his character development, I think mm-hmm. that this – we're meant to think he's talking to Din Djarin here.
1: Oh, yeah. Because, it yeah, it cuts straight to it, Din Djarin's helmet, but, but he's on a completely different location, which we'll yeah, talk he's about in, next.
0: he's in Mandalore. Yeah. Right. I mean, 1,000 – and he's got water on him. Yeah. You know, he doesn't – uh, 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 Carson Teva doesn't even look wet. <laughs> <laughs> no,
1: definitely not. You know, He's indoors somewhere. That, yeah. that it's probably this capital city that we yeah. that we've been I would looking it, at.
0: I would think it'd be something like that. Yeah,
1: for sure. Well, we we just mentioned mentioned it. We get to Dinjarin in Bo's throne room. Uh, we're assuming it's on Mandalore. I guess it's still possible that it's somewhere else, but. That just seems likely that that's where it would be. I don't think it would be somewhere else. We see what looks like the path to the Mines of Mandalore, where Din needs to go to be forgiven for his transgressions, obviously. While on this path, Din comes across an old Mandalorian helmet. Now, I don't believe... I believe this is just a helmet that's been down there, but I do find it very significant that the immediate cut afterward goes straight to Grogu, where that helmet almost kind of fits his head perfectly. Is it possible for Din Djarin to kind of refurbish this thing? Maybe. Maybe. I think it's possible well, for, it's, for Grogu to end up getting one one dome yeah. of his own.
0: I think he I think Grogu has earned that. I, I think it's a detriment to the character of Grogu to not see his face. Uh-huh. Um, but I, I do think that the size of Din Djarin's hand mm-hmm. withholding that helmet, it seems like it would have been a child's for helmet. Sure. And yeah. we saw in season one children wearing some sort of helmet. It wasn't like a Mandalorian helmet, but it was a helmet. Mm-hmm. And then we also know when was the last time you took your helmet off? Someone saw your face and goes, Oh, it's about those kids' age, you know? And and this makes sense that Grogu, yeah, he's 50, but he's a baby, you know. Mm-hmm. Maybe he has this incredibly significant transformation going forward. And Den's like, You get a helmet now, dude. Like, yeah. here you go. And I think That'd that be this cool. is this would be the perfect time for that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, in this Shot cut that we get Grogu in. Suddenly, we're back in the Jedi Temple. It's Order 66, where we see Jedi lining up to protect Grogu from a door being burned down by either blaster, flamethrower, or, of course, lightsaber.
0: It's a lightsaber.
1: Is it a lightsaber? You think Uh, so?
0: It has to be. You think? Yeah, one reason why. Why's that? Phantom Menace. (laughs) qui-gon the it does look just like that yeah if it's not that i don't i mean it could be a clone obviously it could be something else i know it can be
1: yeah but it
0: makes the most sense for this to be anakin leading the charge mm -hmm. and how ridiculous would it be to see hayden christensen in the mandalorian i mean i would go nuts i think i would actually start screaming
1: (laughs) i think so i yeah i would too um I, I'm just struggling because the shot that we get of Grogu in Order 66 in the book of Boba Fett, it seems like it happens after this shot that we see in this trailer. Yeah, because I the think clones so have too. already broke through the door at that point.
0: Yeah, they have. But, Which, I mean, where would be... would
1: Anakin have just bounced for some reason? Oh, it's, it's, here's the this Jedi. Y'all got them.
0: This doesn't have to be in the same spot as where Grogu is in the previous shot, though.
1: Sure, there are less Jedi in the shot in the Book of Boba Fett, from what I've noticed. So maybe some of them have been off.
0: I thought there were four in Book of Boba Fett, but I couldn't. There may wrong. have been. I can't but remember. Anakin, you know, he's obviously all over the temple slaying younglings and whatever else. And Yeah,
1: and, and uh fake be, slaying Reva. Reva. Sure. What is yeah. it again? I can't remember.
0: It is Reva. It is Reva. Yeah. Okay. It took us a while to remember that one. I remember it that. did.
1: It's and like, I'm forgetting again. I need to rewatch Kenobi. I you do too. <laughs> um,
0: I think like, so for example, if it is Anakin, there could be like a um a Jedi off to the side, just kind of ready to ambush mm-hmm. and th- that distracts him, and then the Jedi like remove Grogu. Yeah. You know, it could and... be it could it could be a very simple sequence like that, but like it's astronomically important to Revenge of the Sith and, sure. and Mandalorian, which I at, this is the first time I've ever actually considered that Grogu was. Actually, in the temple, like I, I don't think I've ever actually processed that until now. Hmm. Like, he was there, like, I've seen yeah. memes and I've thought I've talked about it, but I don't think I've ever processed it until this moment. Yeah,
1: well, I mean, I'm still now to the point where my quest biggest question with this Order 66 flashback is not necessarily who tries to kill Grogu or who comes at him or anything like that. It's who saves him. I mean, I think that's the biggest question with this flashback overall. It's not who's... It's My question is not who's coming through the door or anything like that. It's who's going to take this guy and get him away from all of this.
0: What if, like, they throw Ray Park a bone and they're just like, you can be, like, a human Jedi and you can be responsible for getting Grogu. That'd be cool. I mean, I doubt it, but it'd be really neat if that's what happens.
1: Yeah, for sure. Maybe it's,
0: like, Kit Fisto's... Side chick or something. Yeah. I don't know.
1: I can't believe I'm saying this, but I think it's most likely that it's a clone trooper with a flamethrower.
0: And you you may be right. I mean, you, you very easily could be onto something. The only reason I don't think it's not... Wait, the reason I don't think it's a um, flamethrower is that it's coming straight down the middle.
1: Sure. Yeah. And when a
0: flame hits something... The heat. This is just science, but it hits something and then it just right. Ex- that science expands. is
1: totally considered in Star Wars, <laughs>
0: right, right? But like, you know what I'm saying though. Like, when heat hits yeah, something, yeah. your brain tells you it's going to expand. Sure, this is not expanding. It's like a weld. It's like they're right. Or an, a d weld in this case. But anyway, that's why I think man. It's isn't
1: the isn't the slice really high though? Like it's like almost eight feet high in the. It's an in eight there?
0: foot door. I don't know. you gotta start. <laughs> Start it from the top, get down right, to the bottom. So Anakin you know?
1: jumped to the top of the door, and he's a, just casually sliding it, I'll down. tell you what
0: <laughs> it is. It's a biblical reference to when Jesus dies. Okay. The, the veil at the temple was torn from top to bottom. This is the veil to get us to Grogu. Boom. There you go. Solved it I like all right it. here. Mic drop. <laughs>
1: Moving on to the next. Any other Order 66 no. Grogu theories, though? No, no. For real. I have, I have not. Okay. No, I have not. Okay. Me either. We see several Thai interceptors chasing and firing on a gauntlet, which appears to be Bo's ship, in my opinion, at least. Is Do you that, have a different opinion?
0: I think that the N1 will be destroyed. And um, No. Hold on. I didn't no. did know they destroyed the Razorcrest. Oh crest.
1: my goodness. If we go through another ship, dude, no way.
0: I mean, they already did it once. Do it again. All I'm but saying is... But this is, is
1: the in one okay? This is Naboo Speeder. I
0: You know. can't get rid of it. I didn't say... Okay, well, if it's not destroyed, what if it's out of commission? And this <laughs> is... and here's, All right, act, that's getting
1: too Star trek for here, me. <laughs> okay, well, then,
0: here's my uh, here's my actual theory, okay? Okay,
1: no, continue. I didn't mean to, you know... I know, I off. know, you, I know. You're good. I'm just I, adding adding some flair. <laughs>
0: right, hey, flair is what I'm all about, okay? So, my middle name's flair, all right? It's not, but... Uh, anyway um when when i look at this i think okay this is i i think it's mandalore first of all um i don't have a reason to believe it's mandalore other than the ship i just think it is um secondly um i think that grogu and den arrive on mandalore before this scene and i think that bo katan hears imperial ships coming and she goes to the window because she's sitting down when uh, Den and Grogu mm-hmm. walk in. So I okay. think that they have a conversation. She stands up. They they hear the ships coming in. She goes to the window, and there's some like previous thing that takes place in that scene where, um, he's like, okay, you take the kid and go here, because mm-hmm. later in the in the trailer we see her down in the mines of Mandalore with,
1: right? And well, I think that was the first trailer because we didn't get oh, Bo at okay. all in this one.
0: Okay, so then in the first trailer, so mm-hmm. I think that that happens. And then that's when this chase scene happens. So she has uh, Grogu in this ship with her and Den's doing his own thing somewhere else. Interesting. My o- the only other reason I think that I, that that's the case is because I don't remember if this trailer or the first, but mm-hmm. there is a ramp that lowers and Grogu comes floating out of it behind him is a Mandalorian, but it's not Den. It's a woman. It's clearly female Bo, armor. I, gotcha. I think it's Bo. So, yeah. and like, that's why I said, Go look at the trailer, you know, chronological thing I did on Reddit because it's a good idea my, for sure. My thought was, and I've never done this before. I was like, I wonder if I can figure it out. And I yeah. started. I It'd be started fun to come back that. to. So for me, it was just one of those. Okay, if it works, great. If it doesn't, cool. Whatever. I mm-hmm. I just look like an idiot, and that's fine. It's not the first time. So you know, it. it, it I think that's just what they're gonna do here. Yeah, um, and that I know makes sense. I'm jumping all over the place. I'm so sorry, but like that's that's why I think that that is potentially either the N1's been blown up, and I'm totally wrong, mm-hmm. or Grogu is with Bo-Katan right here.
1: Okay. I could see that lining up. And, yeah. and like you said, in the first trailer, we do get those moments where they're alone. So that mm-hmm. would line up for sure. Well, yeah. later, next in the trailer, we see Dinjarin piloting the N1 again, but this time it is in that similar surroundings, which doesn't necessarily mean it that debunks your, your ideas or anything. It could just be yeah. them arriving to well, wherever he's coming to meet Bo or whatever.
0: Well, the cockpit doesn't match the Mandalorian cockpit. It's not the same cockpit, so it's definitely not the same ship.
1: In the in this shot, as yeah, far so as... Him, really, I thought it was the N1.
0: He's in the N1 in this shot. Mm-hmm. And if we're thinking that he might be piloting the Mandalorian ship, the other, the Bo-Katan ship... The Gauntlet,
1: yeah, yeah, The yeah. Gauntlet,
0: yes, I'm sorry, I didn't know was that was called... Um, if we're to assume that she's in the gauntlet, then he's flying separately. Also, yeah. an explosion takes place behind him in this shot. Mm. So they may be tag teaming some interceptors here as That'd well.
1: That'd be cool. That'd be really cool. Well, he also says to Grogu, hang on, kid, in these moments. Uh, and we get another look at that, that baby Yoda before we that, cut.
0: That could just be a sound bite. Right.
1: And, and that's what I was going to add to that, too. It's hard to predict if this dialogue matches this scene and, and things like that. Um, but I guess, you know, we'll have to wait and see. The gauntlet is quickly shown attempting to maneuver away from the ties even more. I'll say that the aerial stuff that they've shown so far in this season it looks
0: great. fantastic. Looks great. Yeah. Yeah. It looks
1: so good. I can't wait to actually see some more of that. Well, we then see Din Djarin appearing to be in a droid bar or droid cantina, getting some form of favor completed for him. And we see battle droids in the background. Yeah. And I fully expect as soon as Din Djarin walks in there, uh, one of these droids better say, we don't serve your kind in here. That would be fantastic. What did you yeah. think of the of this moment in the in the droid bar?
0: Well, I got excited and yeah. I immediately thought of Matthew Wood who does the voice for the droids in Clone Wars, hoping to hear his voice here. Um, I also know because of season 1 that Den might have some PTSD from these particular droids. Mm-hmm. So, um for maybe sure. the maybe the dark saber, there's one more lightsaber that cuts down a battle droid.
1: Uh-huh. You know, it could be That'd something
0: be cool. like but um, no, honestly, I think that this is somewhere on Tatooine um, mm. or Navarro. I haven't Could really be. decided yet, but yeah. I think this is on Tatooine, and I think that they're going to um, take R our, our R5D4 here to get a little fixed up before mm. he runs off with. Because in another that shot, with, with another, I think it's the first trailer. There's a shot of R5D4 next to Pelimoto, and he's got mm-hmm. his his leg kind of get looks jank, and I think that it's like, hey, I, I'm going to take him with me, but I need to go get him fixed first. Fixed, yeah, yeah. So. That makes
1: sense. I like that. I think you're, you're really onto something with, with some of these trailer breakdowns well, here.
0: It's just I'm being, I'm just a dork is all it is. No,
1: I love it. <laughs> yeah,
0: I love I wish, it. I wish I could put those skills to something more important than, than trailer <laughs> breakdowns.
1: Dude, Mandalorian is the most important thing maybe it. not the most important thing <laughs> it's
0: like <laughs> <But>. <laughs> it's like mandalorian our children <laughs>
1: yeah there might some there might be some more important things continuing on we got a squad of mandalorians drop in on what appears to be navarro followed by a cut to paz Vizsla firing beside the destroyed ig11 statue so that definitely confirms that they that at least these mandalorians are on and navarro. how dare
0: how dare they
1: right that's Just disgusting I I have
0: never been more upset than realizing (laughs) that that statue was gone. Yeah. I was like, just screw you. Agreed. Star
1: Wars. Well, in Navarro, it appears
0: these Mandal- (laughs) You're making me lose it again. (laughs) Sorry. But I love Paz Vizsla here. Oh, yeah. He's great. He's like like the general, man. He's like, I'm coming in.
1: (laughs) Favreau might be busy, you know, potentially becoming the president of Lucasfilm, but he can still (laughs) voice Paz (laughs) Vizsla.
0: Oh, absolutely. What I'm if, just kidding about the President throw-
1: Lucas film thing. I don't want to talk about that. You know, I'm, I know I know there's theories. I'm out not there. <laughs> kidding.
0: I think that's what's happening. We'll see. We'll okay. See. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Sorry.
1: Anyway, man, we're really getting
0: derailed or, here. <laughs> a good story for another time.
1: In Navarro, it appears these Mandalorians are fighting a gang of Nyctos, and we see a couple of babu frick species called anzellans. Witness this. Uh, what's up with these Niktos continuing to show up everywhere? They were well, the ones that had Grogu to begin with. They were the ones that are destroying things for Boba Fett on Tatooine. And now they're here on Navarro. What's going on?
0: Well, they're not just Niktos. Um, oh, first there's of all, more. Well, if you look at the first trailer, there's a couple of uh, of uh, Trandoshans.
1: Oh, really? Okay. Uh, yeah, see, but, I, I guess but, I need to go back and rewatch but the first trailer.
0: I, I don't think that that matters, you know, because you, you'd point something out really important. This could very easily be the same gang that had grogu in the beginning cuz nobody knows where they came from how the heck do they have grogu that's you the know? that's
1: one of the biggest questions that that I've noticed doing this mando rewatch is I'm still wondering how did grogu yeah, how I did would, grogu get there in the first place that's the, that's yeah. the flashback we should really be focusing yeah, on
0: yeah and I I would have never thought to ask that question had you not pointed it out in your rewatches cuz mm. I've been listening to them I had no idea. I never would thought, oh, yeah, that's a problem. No, I, now it's like, yeah, this could be them. Why not? Yeah,
1: that'd be cool. They're they're trying to, you know, get get them it'd again be, or something. It'd
0: be the perfect, like, way to do a quote-unquote filler episode.
1: Yeah, well, full like, circle moment for sure.
0: Absolutely. You can get them back or don't get them back. You know, I don't think they're going to get them back. Yeah. But one, one Mandalorian that I just happened to posit it about the – one twenty-one, twenty-two. 22 mark mm-hmm. one of the female mandalorians just caps a dude who's already dead in the yeah. back of the head it's like <laughs> dude he's savage but that's something different
1: well this scene are we concerned that grief Carga makes it out or not is I there think, any concern for yeah. you that think he lives gone. i think he's gone you think so
0: well i i think that carl weathers coming back for season three immediately told everybody because he he was like i'm coming back get ready you know yeah immediately told me he's directing his episode mm-hmm. and then the and i think it's the first trailer he moves his waistcoat and goes for the blaster yeah i think that that's like they're gonna cap him, and that's mm. what's gonna have den come back to navarro a, th- a fourth time in the series or whatever because he's like hey great like paz visla is like hey grief Carg is dead okay i'm coming you know it's one of those things mm. um i think that's what's happening here um, I, I mean I could be very wrong, but I think he sure. doesn't make it out. And I think Carl Weathers would want to be responsible for directing his own death.
1: Yeah, um, I could see that.
0: Yeah, I think that's something he would want to cherish as mm-hmm. far as a director goes. He's died a lot in other movies. You look at Apollo Creed, you look at Predator, you know, spoilers for, for those who haven't watched Rocky or Predator, but whatever. Um, you know, th- those are those are big moments for him in, in dying. I think he'd want to have some kind of say over that at this yeah. point.
1: Yeah. Thinking on it. If I think back to season one, as far as marketing for this show goes, if they decide to kill off Grief Karga, the Mandalorian himself is the only remaining character that was promoted before this show ever started. Because you got Kara, you got uh, Quill, and you got Grief Karga, IG 11, and Din Djarin himself. Those were the five that they were saying, hey, come check out this new show. Focused on these five characters, Well and it'd be interesting to see after this third season that yeah. the Mandalorian would be the only one left over. Now, obviously, we now know that it's more focused on Mandalorian and Grogu, mm-hmm. not these other ones. But that yeah. is those were yeah. the five characters that Lucasfilm and Star Wars said, "Hey, come and watch these individuals in yeah. our Star Wars galaxy." Well, they, it'd just be were, interesting to see that turn. They were stepping.
0: Turn. They were stepping stones. They mm-hmm. they were. Hey, we have an Ughnot, and he's a main character. He's our Yoda. Cool. Yeah. You know, yeah. we've got a Boba Fett, but he's not Boba Fett. We've mm-hmm. got a woman with a giant gun. Awesome. You know, <laughs> yeah. we've got freaking Apollo Creed. Heck mm-hmm. yes. You had me at Apollo Creed. Yeah. And, and Boba Fett, that's not Boba Fett. Like I was mm-hmm. there, you know, but he's yeah. gone. We don't have to worry about relying on these things. which is For sure. Which is what George Lucas did with the prequels. Mm-hmm. I mean, if we're being honest, he said, here's young Obi-Wan. Here's young Anakin. Here's Luke and Leia's mom everybody's like cool and then then it wasn't what everybody expected that's their problem okay it worked out fine you know so it's what we're doing we're doing it not in reverse we're doing it the way things ought to be done like Mm -hmm. if you're going to weed things out and take away certain things this is a good way to do it and it's always star wars should probably do it Mm -hmm. you know i think i think it's a good way to do it so if this is where he meets his end I mean, I love Grief Cargo. He's a great character. Yeah. But we I mean, gosh, Carl Weathers is a household name.
1: Yeah, he is. You know he he's, he's got to
0: he. They need to you know chip away at the budget a little mm-hmm. bit, and he's the he, the first one to go. I'm just hmm. being honest.
1: As far as an emotional reaction, Carl Weathers Grief Cargo would have to be the character to go in this season of all yeah. the other ones he'd that be like. Seen. He'd
0: be like our Han Solo Obi Wan. Yeah. Qui Gon, you know yeah. that's what it would be.
1: I guess we'll we'll see. Like, I'll be It's
0: like poetry. It rhymes.
1: <laughs> yes it
0: does. Yes it does.
1: Yeah. I'll be a little conflicted if that happens, but I'm sure I'm sure the storytelling will will probably play out in the appropriate ways if that happens. Well, we get our final moment here in the trailer where Grogu emerges from a cave, maybe the mines of Mandalore cave. That's what it kind of looks like at least and force pushes some giant species that I'm personally unfamiliar with as Dinjarin delivers yet again another this is the way which I did admittedly as far as just as far as trailer production goes for some reason I felt weird that there were two this is the way deliveries but regardless what did you think of of this moment with Grogu using the force push very aggressively yeah.
0: Well, the first, uh, let me address the this is the ways really quick. The first yeah. one was just a, off the cuff. Hey, I say this mm-hmm. all the time. The <laughs> sure. second one The second one was this is the way. Like, mm-hmm. very different. Oh and, yeah. I, well, and I think that that has something to do with what he's just done or is doing in this trailer.
1: Yeah, well, and I think the timing of it, too, is to show that Grogu's com- committed to following whatever Din Djarin does yeah. instead yeah. of the Jedi way or whatever. Yeah. Um,
0: and and weirdly enough, this is me being an Uber nerd, so I, I apologize. But the 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 creature that jumps down in the shot here before he mm-hmm. f- pushes him, I saw it and I was like, "Oh, it's a golem." Now, this is me again, Uber nerd. I apologize. The name golem from Lord of the Rings is actually a Jewish word that is kind of like a slang Yiddish type thing that means like a demon,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and so golem. If you say it as it's intended in like the I think I think it's Yiddish, um, that's that's where you get the that Tolkien took from. So I looked at this and was like, oh, he's fighting a demon, like it's just what it is. He's very gangly, very, and then of course Lord of the Rings coming into play. He's very you know you know Gollum esque minus the fur and the hair, but uh he's Gollum if Gollum ever took steroids is kind of how I look at it. And he's just super creepy looking. I love that on YouTube you can like play videos back at like certain speeds yeah and uh i'm looking at it right now at 0. 0.25 speed Uh-huh. Th- this thing looks like a wolf and it's really interesting it's really freaky looking and he's got some kind of a a, a weapon like mm-hmm. so it's not a creature it's it's a sentient being hmm. Um because no there are no creatures you know non there are no non-sentient creatures in star wars that use tools you know they're all they're all a humanoid-esque you know mindset and so Mm -hmm. this is not a creature he's fighting it's like an individual so it's gonna be like his like cave moment like empire strikes back you know is what i'm thinking so anyway all that to say i also think that if if he's going to if his signet is going to be revealed to him this is that signet Mm -hmm. where Din jarns is the mudhorn this is grogu's
1: yeah, I, I think you're on something with that for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I like the, the visual aspect of all of that, too. And I do think, too, it played for me as far as Grogu pushing in those moments. Like, yes, he looks the same. But somehow, suddenly, Grogu looks so much older and wiser in this as moment. As
0: soon as he comes out of the cave. Yeah. Forced, yeah.
1: It's so wild. So wild to me how how that has suddenly happened. We're, we're witnessing our, our baby grow up. And, Which is uh, good.
0: It's great. He needs to.
1: Yeah, it's. we I, I can't wait. I. I really just. I can't wait for this season, and I can't wait to talk about it and all spoilery goodness each and every single week. Yes. We do have one thing that I wanted to discuss. Um, I put out on Twitter, and I always like to do this. I put out on Twitter for anyone to reply with any thoughts, if you would like to be on the podcast. We did have someone reply to us that wanted to be on the show, so I definitely wanted to read their thoughts. I just simply asked, what did you think of the trailer? What are your theories? What are your burning questions? And then I said I was going to discuss anyone that wanted to reply, and we did get an entry from at yaymineftis. I don't know how to say all of that in one fluid thing there. Um, Gabby is the, is the username, at least. Um, the trailer was pretty neat. I love Din's monologue at the beginning. It feels like he's talking to Grogu, but also to his fellow brothers. Accepting the leadership role, maybe? Question mark. I like that he still wants to honor his beliefs. I was a bit worried they'd depict his sect in a more villainous way cuz in my opinion they are way more interesting as a survivor faction that honors the traditions. Also, I hope there's lots more of the armor. I couldn't help myself and drew a lot of my theories for her in this thread. So, Gabby this user has a thread that's like a 7, it looks like 7 tweets. Uh, thread that 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 user took the time to throw out on twitter so again i'll say at y a mine m i n e f t i s if you want to go check out that thread go check out that thread but regardless i will say this the armor we need more of her mm-hmm. i 1000 agree with that i know we got some of it in the book of boba fett but we need more armor in the mandalorian um and i think it looks like we're going to get that what do you think of that
0: Although there's no way that we don't get more of her. It, mm-hmm. I think that Din Djarin needs to be caught in between Bo Katan and her, mm. because Mandalore is is okay. And if you look at the way the culture has been set forth in to, in our world, yeah. we want to see more women in, in in charge in in our shows like these. And so, using the armor and Bo Katan as these two. Um, elders i'll say for for the mandalorians makes a lot of sense and you have the death watch you know stuff and you have the the you know um uh, bo katan departing from death watch when maul took over in clone wars so Mm -hmm. there's an interesting split here that's been there since you know the clone wars we're looking at um you know probably 25 years or so 30 years since that's happened in canon so it, it makes sense that we would need more armor and, and I think Den needs to be put between a rock and a hard place as a Mandalorian to really see that because he, he's kind of like our Anakin Skywalker in a way where he's been put between the council and Palpatine mm. and who is who in the Mandalorians up for debate but I think that the Armorer and Bo-Katan, they, they need to fight at some point, and that would be freaking dope. That
1: would be and, so epic.
0: Um, and, and for anybody to say that it wouldn't, I'm just like, are you freaking serious? Like, <laughs> it's Bo-Katan, first of all, and the Armorer kicks some tail yeah. in in season one. You know? Yes. She cleaned house.
1: She did. Yeah.
0: And, and made Stormtroopers look like Ragdolls,
1: right, right? And we
0: know Bo Katan's capable of that for so sure. Let's see it go down. Yeah, um, I, I, I that's the fight, that's the fight of the, the century for me. Mm-hmm. You know, that that's, I'll say it, this is controversial, but I'll say it. That'd be a better rematch than Vader and Anakin, uh, Vader <laughs> and Obi Wan. Yeah, uh, I, p- I would
1: probably agree with that potentially, um, potentially. It may be a
0: hot take for a handful, but hey, it, it is what it is. So, yeah, I, I think more armor. Yeah, g- give us more armor. And Gabby, if that. That's what you think, man. Th- thank you. That's exactly what we need to hear because yeah. I like that take. It needs to be said. It needs to yeah. be talked about. We
1: need more armor for sure. I I would love to see that character utilized almost in a main character way, but I don't know if they're if they're going to do that. But I mean, I would prefer it because. That character is just absolutely awesome. Well, let's end this thing with just kind of giving overall impressions as far as the trailer goes. Um, I, for one, will say that I was floored. I mean, you can go and watch my reaction on YouTube. I was pumped the entire time. Uh, The sounds, the sights, the pacing of it. Admittedly, the first half of the trailer was all things that we've seen before. So, as far as being bummed about something, there would be one thing there, Uh, but as I mean, I was already going to watch the show anyway, but I could see easily people that saw that trailer for the first time and saw anything Mandalorian Season 3 for the first time through that trailer because they were watching a Monday Night Football game. I could easily see some random person being like, okay, that looks pretty freaking cool. I'll yeah. go check that out on Disney+. Plus." So, what were your overall impressions, though? Did you like it? Was it okay? Did you love it? What did you think?
0: I was reeling from it. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I, I I got one of those Govee light displays that can go behind your TV for Christmas with the yeah. LED lights. Yeah, had to play the, on that. Oh, dude, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was incredible. So I'm watching the game, and God bless my wife. She's my daughter's first birthday is next weekend, and so we're getting ready for the party. Man, and so that's she, crazy. I know it's so fast.
1: So, which means it was like the end of Book of Boba Fett.
0: She was born during uh, the Book of Boba Fett. Yeah, I was I was right, in the ho- right. I was in the hospital waiting for her to be born and I and, and the, the Mandalorian episode of Book of Boba premiered, so I watched yeah, that on right. my phone. Yeah. I watched that on my phone in the hospital. I so never... we
1: haven't even talked about a Mandalorian focused episode together before, no, because you took baby leave.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've Man, never done it. This we've is going to talk... be awesome. This yeah, is going to be it'll... great. <laughs> and so I'm looking forward to that. That's one of the reasons. Like I told my wife, I was like, "Hey, for like nine weeks." I'm doing, I'm letting you know that I have to do this. And Uh she's like, okay, you know, God bless her. But, but still she's like making decorations for the party. Uh She's just like, she's so good at it. And I just shout out to my wife just for being awesome. But like, she's making decorations and literally sewing stuff together. And, and I'm like, all right, you have to give me like two minutes. And so I go and turn (laughs) off the lamp. It's like totally dark. I have on the light display and it comes on and I'm sitting there watching it. And then of course the, they beat their chest and I just involuntarily, you know, do that. I was like, <laughs> I looked over, she's sitting on my left. I went, and then I was like, whatever. and kept going. <laughs> so like, I, I'm having like a nerd out moment the whole yeah. time and just pumped because I knew we were going to get new footage and we, mm-hmm. I knew we would get repeat footage and that there's like, actually there's only like three things that were repeated, which I only know that because I edited the two trailers right, together, right. but, um you know overall i'm it just made me more excited it made me more Mm -hmm. happy that it's coming back you know live action star wars is the best star wars that's you know i will always stay by that um you know i love clone wars i love rebels i did not like resistance but um you know i I love those two shows so it to me those are good but this is this is special it's different Mm -hmm. this is what brought so many people back to star Wars. It's going to bring us all right back again. And I loved it. I'm looking forward to what it's going to bring.
1: Absolutely. Well, I can't wait to cover it. Mando talk. Of course is definitely going to cover it in full detail. Would we be Mando talk? If we didn't do that, no shot, we wouldn't earn that title. So we'd
0: just be talk.
1: (laughs) Yeah. We'd just be talk. You best believe, and you can expect some of our most effort go into this thing. So you definitely want to subscribe and, and follow and do all of those things because, it, at least for me personally, and I know DJ will too, I turn it up another notch when it comes to The Mandalorian because yeah. I, I I just love this this show and the things that Favreau, Filoni, and everyone involved. I'll even throw Kathleen Kennedy in that mix. Everyone that made the decision to make this series, I love everything that, about it and I can't wait to cover it in full detail. And it's coming up soon, so what? We've got, let me see, February 10th, Friday, February 10th, is when you'll get the Mando rewatch for the back half of Season 2 of The Mandalorian. February 24th is when you'll get the Book of Boba Fett Mandalorian episodes. And also, on that 24th recording, I'll throw in some predictions for The Mandalorian Season 3, since that will be the last podcast show before... March third, which will be mine and DJ's first Mandalorian season three spoiler discussion. So we've only got two more podcast episodes coming out, and then that third one that comes out will be a spoiler discussion of this show. It is so close and I cannot wait for it to get here. And in the meantime, follow us, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Facebook at Mando Talk on all of those platforms. Join our Discord if you want to be on some one-on-one conversations, deep dive discussions, more personal conversations. Especially during the Mandalorian, we love to to talk with our audience on that platform. Join that. The link is in the description, and uh, you can get us get us on any of those platforms. DJ, thank you so much for being on this episode of Mando Talk. Can't wait to to have you more often as we're gearing up for this thing. Any final words for the, for the peeps?
0: So glad took the time to do this tonight and jump back in. It's kind of like a, a jump start for me for this, the third season. So I'm looking forward to coming back to that. Other than that, I will just put in two quick little plugs. Mm-hmm. Um, th- go check out the, the, the chronological order trailer. I threw up on um, my Reddit channel page, however that's called, whatever. It, it's all, I tweeted it too. So yeah. you have to scroll down a little bit on my profile, but it's there. Um, Cause it's for me, that's where all, uh, most of my takes come from just that looking through it that lens i think it makes the most sense so check that out and then i started a a new podcast with some friends of mine uh called cinematic theology we talk movies discuss movies uh, we look at like how it looks, how it sounds, how it feels, whether or not we rewatch it again, but the theological element is we sprinkle in some Bible and, uh, we talk a little bit of biblical stuff there to see yeah. if there's, you know, story notes that have a biblical theme. That's, you know, that's my belief in, um, in life. And so it was fun to put that in a podcast form and we're really enjoying it. Our most recent episode was on Tom Hanks's big. It's why I referenced it earlier. Uh-huh. Um, so if you want to go hear our thoughts on big, you can go check out, we're on pretty much everything so um podcast wise i, I think anyway I, I i don't think i set that up so hopefully we're on all of them <laughs> but um but anyway it's definitely on spotify where i i tend to listen the most it's on a- apple um and i think it, it is on google as well so it's on the three major ones um and then the next episode we have coming out is going to be on glass onion um mm, that's
1: a good one that's and so a good one.
0: that's the first time i've actually said that out loud for the internet to hear so if you're wanting to check out my thoughts on glass onion first of all i loved i loved it but go check out the rest of it because i got my friends john and parker who did incredible on that so um go listen to that and when it when it comes out not this week but i think next week next Mm -hmm. weekend is when we're going to aim to release that so and then we'll take then we'll take a break and do some Valentine's day movie. Yeah. But whatever, nice. <laughs> we'll have some fun with that. I'm sure. But, um, Man. you go check out cinematic theology. We have a Facebook page and group and, uh, yeah, that's it.
1: Well, I'll say, I'm sure there's people listening to this podcast that have great opinions on Ryan Johnson film. So definitely go check out that glass onion oh, podcast dude. episode coming out soon.
0: Yeah. He, he can make a, he makes a great movie. It oh just, yeah, he does. He we does. talk we actually talk about Star Wars in that episode too a Ooh. little bit because we we did me and John one of the co-hosts, he and I are huge Star Wars fans and and uh we wanted to talk about last Jedi a little bit. Mm-hmm. So, unless he edited that part out, <laughs> yeah. It's in there. Um I don't think he did. I don't think you would have, just knowing him. He's he's our editor, so he probably kept it in there, but um be looking for that. It's good stuff and you know, it was a lot of fun good to soup. discuss. Yeah, it's good soup.
1: There there you go. There you go. All righty. Well, let's end this thing. Let's get out of here. We can't wait to see you on the next episode. We'll hit that Mando rewatch. We'll talk about anything else that's relevant for The Mandalorian Season 3 as it's coming super, super soon. And can't wait for that. And until next time, as always, we have spoken.